Hey everybody, welcome to the Marriage Adventure Podcast. We are live here from the Little White Barn in Rattle, Georgia, and we are so glad that you're with us here today. We are in uh, in the middle of explaining, kind of doing a deep dive into the five love languages. Yes. So uh, there's five episodes that uh-huh. we've, right, we're, we're walking yep, through. Yep, yep. And uh, I think this is part Fourth. This four. Is the, yeah, that's the fourth part four okay so we got one more Mm -hmm. and uh then we'll be done with this and this is our 99th episode that's a lot 99 we've talked about a lot of stuff we've talked about 99 stuff (laughs) yeah that's a lot yeah so that means next week is a big birth big party yeah can we have a party can we have cake yes we can I look for every opportunity to have cake. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. What's your favorite cake, Bon? My favorite cake? Oh, man. I think I like that. Gosh, I don't know. It's hard to choose. But I like that caram- that that cake that you've you've made for me for my birthday before. So a couple of times it's like the, it's a, it's in a bunt pan, like a mm. pound cake. It's uh-huh. like a brown sugar pound cake with oh. a caramel sauce. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. What's yours? Uh, well, I mean, basically, I like every cake. Okay. I like all cakes. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, I can even eat a piece of fruitcake. It ain't my favorite, but I'll eat it. <laughs> if you're talking just like straight birthday cake, sheet cake, Publix. Huh. Is Publix makes a really good birthday sheet cake. They do. Um, also, I mean, I like a good, uh, you know, I like a good... Um, Butterfly cake or no, no hummingbird cake. Hummingbird I got my cake. got my flying insects yep. mixed up there. Yep. And then um and then uh, eighteen layer cake that the chocolate chocolate eighteen layer cake. cake. Oh, man. Uh-huh. Oh, it's, it's all good. I'm not I'm good. not down on any of it. I know. Oh, and ice cream cake. Ice cream cake. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. Remember that cake, that ice cream cake you used to make? We were way off topic. Oh, we hadn't um, even started. But um. It, mm-hmm. it had the ice cream sandwiches that's in it. That's what I was talking about when I tell people how to do that. They might want to do that. On the, that's valuable learning information on the podcast. <laughs> it's you just, just take a pan. Yeah. And take you put ice cream, ice cream sandwiches, sandwiches and I can't remember what's in it. You, you lower layer one layer with ice cream sandwiches. And then you put like cool, cool whip and then chocolate and caramel sauce and then like and your then favorite salt. and favorite candy. Like, um, and then you do another layer of. Wait, you. No, you do a layer candy of candy, in candy in the middle. Like okay. if it's Reese's Peanut Butter Cup okay. or a Heath Bar or something like that. And like, then like that. then you start over. And do the same thing again. Uh-huh. So two layers with all that. Mm-hmm. And then you freeze it. It makes a lot. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yep. It's good. It's fancy. It is but fancy. But it's not fancy. All right, so today, uh, back on topic, that was the love language of desserts, which is going to be our sixth one. Uh, but today we're talking about loving through touch, yeah. the love language of touch. Mm-hmm. Well, and we figured out, I think, I think we figured out that our son, Colby, that's one of his primary love languages. Um, it's he, both our kids. Yes, yes. But Colby, but, in particular, um, he, ha- he has not realized that he has outgrown um, <laughs> The rocking chair in our living room, sitting in it with you, with me. Um, yeah. He's he. Uh, His favorite thing in the morning is to get out of bed, and if I'm sitting in the rocking chair 
or you're sitting in the rocking chair to come sit in the rocking chair with us with stinky morning breath. <laughs> so we always we're always like, dude, you got to go brush some teeth. And he likes to come and sit in the chair and cuddle. Yeah, he does. Uh, the problem is he's starting to hit a little growth spurt. And that chair ain't hitting a growth spurt. No. And so he's no. he's outgrowing. Growth spurt good, cuddling good, that chair not so good. So we've had to move to like the love seat. Mm-hmm. Sort mm-hmm. of, you know. Or yeah. we could get one of those bigger two and a half men, you know, people. Recliners. Recliner things. I could be up for that. Thing. I could go for that. So anyway. And then he could still cuddle with us yep. in the chair. Yeah. But yeah, but, so we have figured out that's his. So what? So what is that love language of uh, physical touch? What is the love language about? Well, it's uh, it's just that it's it, it includes holding hands, kisses, hugs, other touching. You know that, that makes this person feel loved and and special. And um, mm-hmm. and listen, this is a marriage podcast, so obviously there's a lot of touching that goes into sex. So. That's one of the ways that mm-hmm. we can express touch to each other. Um, but that's but not, it's not primarily for not, that. No, no, not primarily. Um, so, uh, you know, the, the touching, you've seen people, you've seen people out in, in public that they, they kind of, they've got their arm around the person or they're rubbing their back or they're holding their hand mm-hmm. or they got their hand up rubbing their head. These kind of mm-hmm. people are very, very touchy. Uh, and not all of them are very touchy. Well, well, you say you see them in public being touchy. They might not be touchy with strangers, but they're. I mean, because that's one of my, that was one of my love languages was physical touch. And I've never had one of those people come up to me no. as a stranger and rub my back. No, and and if somebody were to come up and rub my back, that's a stranger. <laughs> I'd be like back off. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't like people too close in my space. Yeah. Um, one of the things that said that people who are who's that physical touches their love language that they might be very touchy i'm not unless it's with my people my close close people because it conveys that intimate relationship Mm -hmm. that that warmth and safety and um just the uh, you you know you you know me you're close with me that's like quality time i don't want to spend quality time with people i don't know and love sure Sure. Now, if they want to buy me a gift, I'm fine with that. But, <laughs> but the, yes, this is just for people that you know and love and want to express mm-hmm. love to or receive love for. Mm-hmm. And the physical neglect of that can make people feel unloved and uncared for. Like if you go and in, in, you know, if you're married to somebody who's physical touch and and you're not very touchy, they might feel like the neglect of that means, oh, you've pulled back from me. You're just Ooh, I don't, I don't, I'm not feeling love. Their love tank might not be full mm-hmm. um, from that. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. And we've talked to a lot of married couples where one of them just is not physical touch and the other one is very high physical touch. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this does get very dangerous when it comes to sex and intimacy and marriage because there's a biblical precedent out inside mm-hmm. marriage that's, mm-hmm. you know. Absolutely. And so, um, so that's something that couples have to have to really learn to speak each other's love language. So, oh yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, so this is uh, this is a topic we're going to dive into a little bit more today. Yep. All right. So, has your date nights gotten a little stale? Have you not even had date nights? Every marriage podcast, every book you read on marriage talks about spending time together because it's so important 
And all the love languages can be found in date night. Maybe you give a gift. Maybe you talk to them, words of affirmation. Maybe you hold hands, right? So go over to themarriageadventure.com and find the Marriage Adventure Challenge. Take the challenge. Sign up. It's 52 adventures in 52 weeks. Now, that's a lot. I can never do that. But hey, guess what? I think you can. We've had somebody do it before. And even if you only do 25, that's more than you did last year. Find some friends, challenge them to it, sign up for the Marriage Adventure Challenge today. All right, today we're talking about the love language of physical touch. And this can be, you know, a lot of times you express love by saying I love you, but but with physical touch, it's that nonverbal love language that people use to let the other person know that they love them, they're cherished, they're special to them. And, um, you know, I think because sometimes this, and we started to talk about this for a second, that sometimes it's because it is of a very physical nature that people think it's just about satisfying sexual needs. But desiring physical touch is... That, that is involved. We don't yes, need to... I mean, that's very but, important, and God did design that. But it's not simply that. It's not... Correct. Um, physical, desiring physical touch is usually more about feeling seen and cared for and and safe than it even it is about the sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. It's that... Um, and I'll say this... There have been so many studies done about babies being the to, in their first hours mm-hmm. being held and cuddled and touched and how important that is to bond with their parent. Even mm-hmm. right away, they'll put the baby on the mama's chest and they there's it's so important. Hum, this is a human need is touch. Yeah, it's those studies. It's really interesting to read when you do uh, because they'll compare and contrast, right? Mm-hmm. And so contrasting those babies or comparing them to babies that were born in countries in orphanages, yeah. you know, and um, that don't have parents that don't have enough nurses and the, the babies that just were not touched, were not cuddled, were not cared for. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the mental, psychological, emotional issues that arose in them versus babies that were cuddled care for yeah and uh and loved so this is so everybody at the core has that desire to be close to people and to have that i mean and that's part of the love language is just being close and connected mm-hmm. to somebody but through the physical touch it's that you know there is that physical need i think we all have that god's put in us to be close to other people and um yeah and it's really interesting because when we've said this but the more time you invest in learning your spouse's love language um, the more it begins to become your love language it's just like mm-hmm. we've used this example before when you learn a second language you you start to become more fluid in it and uh and physical touch is one of your mm-hmm. top two i think it was your second and um and it wasn't, it didn't really register on mine. So I, I was like, okay, well, listen, I am um, not an obligation, but I wanted, I wanted to be able to love you better. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so I sought out to kind of make that mine. And I can't, maybe we've told this story on the podcast before. I can't remember who all we've told this to, but, um, but you, uh, I remember this was, this was years ago. The kids were little and, uh, and so I just started give saying, okay, I'm going to give you a hug every day Mm -hmm. and not like a quick hug, but I mean like a good hug, like a good one minute, Mm -hmm. just stand there and embrace kind of hug, let Mm -hmm. the weight of the world slip away. And, um, and it was probably when the kids were little and they're always pulling on you and I'd come home and you're just 
uh, stressed and, and just to stop and give you that hug. So it was usually in the first thing in the morning or after I got home from work. Or both. And, or both. And I really began to see over time, I really like those hugs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, and so it was really cute. One time I was going out of town for a workshop or conference and I looked at Colby and said, Colby, buddy, daddy's going to be gone for a few days and uh, mama needs her hugs and you're the man while I'm gone. And so what did he do? Oh, he came in there and, and I was trying to rush him out the door and he, he's like, mama, come in here. I was like, no, buddy, we got to hurry. We gotta, and he's like, no, no, come here. And I was like, well, what, what is it? And he's like, this is from dad. And he gave me a, a kind of a, an awkward hug and I was like, oh, okay, I see what you did sweet. there. It was super sweet, super sweet. Yep. But, and so know. it, it, but after a while I was like, man, I, I really enjoy these hugs. Mm-hmm. And so the more you get out of your comfort zone, Really, I think God honors it mm-hmm. and begins to build that bond in, mm-hmm. in you, whether whatever gift it is. Yep. Well, and I believe that Jesus did set a precedent for this, that he, we see, well, first of all, the fact that he didn't remain far off in heaven, but the word actually became flesh mm. to dwell among us, to put skin on in a way, a physical form that could be touched and mm-hmm. um, experience life here on earth. He, he was with his disciples and he he laughed and he loved and he probably touched them and then held you know yeah. just hugged them when they were having a hard day and but you think about through his public public ministry how he healed so many sometimes he might just speak but we see so many times he actually physically touched people mm-hmm. he would lay his hands on them to heal them and and he didn't have to no no he, when could he was just god he it. could have done it just through his breath like god created mm-hmm. you know and jesus could have healed that way uh, mm-hmm. But he, he didn't. He chose to lay his hands on and touch this person. Mm-hmm. There's something healing. Mm-hmm. I mean, touch. I know people that I've sat with at the bedside, you know, when they're sick or when they're dying or when people are grieving, mm-hmm. that hug, that taking their hand, holding their hand, laying yep. their hands when they're sick, that physical touch mm-hmm. means so much. Absolutely. It's so powerful. Well, and you think about when... You see, Jesus, he says, let the little children come to me. And, and he took them in his arms and held them and blessed them. Mm-hmm. There's that physical touch. And, uh, you know, and even Thomas, after the resurrection, he's like, come and touch my hands, touch my side. There was that connection, that physical. Mm-hmm. There was something special, something different about not just seeing, not just speaking and saying something, but that physical touch mm-hmm. meant something. And um, so I think there we take for granted what you like what you said that sometimes there can be such healing in touch mm-hmm. um and even in a relationship there can be emotional healing between a couple through physical touch mm-hmm. um especially if the person one of the two speaks that love language yeah um so i can tell you know if i'm counseling with a couple when they come in if they sit on the couch together and they're, they come in because they're experiencing something, yeah. right? Couples don't ever come in because things are going wonderful. Right. They come in because they're going through something. But I can tell couples that are going to be okay, that sit together, mm-hmm. they'll even hold hands, and they'll have a arm around each other. Their physical postures are torn, oh, yeah. torn, turned towards each other. And it really helps in the healing aspect and yeah. being able to, to, to allow them to, to work through things and open up their heart towards each other. 
Um, how do you know if your partner's love language is physical touch? So as somebody who resonates with this love language. Well, I think there'll be a few telltale signs. One, they'll probably be... sit in the recliner with you. They'll sit in the recliner with you. <laughs> uh, well, and that's true. They'll they'll probably want to cuddle with you on the couch at night. Yeah. They'll probably, or with the kids or whatever, there'll be, there'll be a lot, there'll be a level of comfort from sitting close. Or in church, they want to sit there and they want your arm around them or you to put, you know, mm-hmm. they to put your arm around or they put their arm around you if they're the, the guy. And, um, or just reach over and grab your hand. You'll see that they want to hold your hand often. Or they'll, you know, maybe they initiate kissing and sexual connection more often. Um, mm-hmm. Because that is a, a way to feel close. Or hugging. And um, maybe they like massages and foot rubs and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, I'm just, oh, don't make me do that. Don't make me do that. But um, it's that even in public, they're okay with, you know, PDA. Mm-hmm. with you mm-hmm. um that that might be a good sign they're probably physical touch mm-hmm. 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 that's good maybe so, a uh if you're a gifts person a good uh massage yeah absolutely for their birthday or absolutely something absolutely like that might be a great gift well and i'll say this that person that um if they are physical touch I, I, i've known couples that like they'll even be lying in bed together watching TV or something and, and their spouse will want to, you know, they'll want to cuddle and their spouse like, no, don't touch me. I don't, mm-hmm. don't let your feet touch me. Don't, I don't want anything touching me. What does me. that do for a person that's physical touch? It's that feeling of, oh my gosh, I repel them. Mm-hmm. I, it, it, it's, it's, it's <laughs> on the level of speaking damning words to somebody that's yes. words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. I mean, speaking hateful words. Yes. To somebody that's words of affirmation. It's a painful, it's a stab at them. It's mm-hmm. the, um, and I know that when, when we're not in a great place and you've like physically like pulled back from me a little bit, mm-hmm. that, that's a harsh, it's a harsh silence. The physical silence can be harsh at yeah. times. Um, but then I know even if we're, you know, like maybe we don't have the words to kind of like move right back to each other in the moment. When you take my hand or something, I'm like, okay. That's that step forward towards me saying, okay, I still love you. I can't say the words in the moment, but, you know, we're going to be fine Um, because I'm physical touch. And it's that effort that you make towards moving towards me. Um, And so I think for if you find out that your spouse is physical touch, there are some very practical things that you can do, even if it's not your primary language. You can learn to speak this language in a way that's meaningful. Mm-hmm. to your spouse so um let's talk about some of those um well i think one is just being intentional when you're sitting close to you know put your arm around them grab their hand mm-hmm. in some way like that the hugs the daily hugs is a great one. Oh, just yeah. that I do one love that. minute let the world kind of mm-hmm. kind of melt away type you never hug. know you might decide you like that i, I mean do. yeah it's a it can be a good thing and maybe offering you know and here's the thing, if you're not touchy and your spouse is, if you offer these things and you're intentional about it, they're going to feel, oh, wow, even more so. They are intentionally loving me. They're mm-hmm. showing me love and th- because they know that this isn't natural. Mm-hmm. And for you to come and begin to move forward in that and try to learn to do that, that's huge. That's mm-hmm. a big thing. And your spouse is going to, you'll be surprised at how much, um, they receive that and want to move towards you in that. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, offering to 
to give the massage or the, you know, the foot rub or just mm-hmm. sitting on the couch and, or just sitting there rubbing their hair while you're sitting there, like, you know, playing with their hair or something or just. Something you never do for me anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> Since I shaved my head. Yeah. I think intentionality in the bedroom and taking your time mm-hmm. speaks words. Uh, yeah. It speaks volumes mm-hmm. to this type of person. Oh, you know. Absolutely. Um. And it may be awkward at first if it's not your love language, but I think like all of them, to the person that uh, speaks this language, it should mean a ton. Absolutely. That they're just learning to, that they they care about you enough to try to learn how to speak it. Well, and that is a good word to say to someone who is physical touch, but maybe your spouse is not. And you're listening to this going, well, that's not theirs, but it's certainly mine if they make that step forward towards you, yeah. let them know what that means and express that, you know, I really felt loved when you did that. I felt really loved when we were, you know, when we were out in public and you just took my hand. That mm-hmm. that meant a lot to me. Because intentionality in marriage is, is everything. Is everything. Yeah. You know, that means I'm not thinking about myself. I'm thinking about you and how I can love you. Mm-hmm. So, so and and this might be a little side note, but... If this is a difficult thing for you, um, maybe you've not been used to expressing love this way because maybe you never received love just through physical touch. Um, Ask yourself why. Why is this difficult? And it might just be you never were shown love like that. Maybe your your parents weren't real affectionate. But there could be some trauma there in your past. Mm -hmm. There could be um, issues that it might be painful for you because there's been some abuse or trauma. And I let me just speak this. Um, it's really important to seek some counseling for that mm-hmm. because this is an important, not just as a love language, but this kind of connection is important in your marriage, whether mm-hmm. it's your love language or not. Mm-hmm. So I would say you need to seek some counseling for this because it's important for you individually, personally, and for your relationship with your spouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if there's none of this happening on what level whatsoever, mm-hmm. you need to be alarmed because it's akin to not communicating yeah. verbally. Okay, if I go weeks and weeks and months and months and don't talk to you, that's a problem. there's major issues, right? If yeah. we go weeks and weeks and months and months and don't touch, there's there's issues, mm-hmm. right? That's right. That's part of marriage. Absolutely. Because what it does, I mean... It's part of marriage, and that does speak love to each other. And you know when you're turning a cold shoulder to somebody mm-hmm. on purpose, and you're removing yourself physically from their from touch, and you're removing yourself from communication, and it's just not healthy in a in a vibrant marriage for that to go lacking. Yeah. So um, that's I definitely agree. something to work towards. Yep. Um, but ha- be patient with yourself as you're learning. Be patient with your spouse if they're trying to learn this love language because it. It may not come immediately. It's something you got to practice, like all of the love languages. Yeah, that's good. So, that's yeah. good. Well, that's 99. 99. <laughs> like next week's our birthday. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, well, if you've enjoyed this podcast, then, uh, man, subscribe to it and share it with your friends, please, as you see it come up on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, share that. That would mean the world to us. And uh, follow us on Lake. Uh, Facebook and Instagram at The Marriage Adventure. Also, if you're blessed by this podcast or any other 
ministry that we offer and you want to support, if you go to themarriageadventure.com, there's a little tab there that says support, and you can give there a one-time gift, you can give there a monthly gift, but this is what we do full-time, and our our desires uh, for life and ministry is to help marriages and family thrive, and any support you give really helps us continue to do that and be able to do that full-time. So, all right, we love you, and have a great week. Take care.